Well, that touched my heart. I'm going to try not to be emotional myself, but how many knows that people can have an image of who they think we are, but your family really knows who you are? So for my daughter to say that really touches my heart because she sees me every day and she knows me. So that really touched my heart. So uh, let me tell you about my week. (laughs) Actually, the, the last couple of weeks. I had an idea of what I was going to speak to you about, and um, it's kind of where I've been. I was going to talk to you about battling and, you know, um, how to fight right and how to fight well and, you know, all this sword stuff, because this is where I've been at. You know, uh, my grandbaby was sick in the hospital. We had some crazy stuff happen, and the Lord really spoke to me about battling and battling well. So that's what I was going to talk to you about. And then the Holy Spirit said no. <laughs> Isn't it? Sometimes even people who speak, and I, I, don't get me wrong, I don't do this much, but when we speak, sometimes we speak from the place of where we're at or what we've been through. But oftentimes, it's what you need. You know what I'm saying? You understand that? It's what you need. And maybe it's not what the people need. So I changed my prayer. And I said, God, give me what they need to hear, not what I need to hear. So this is what it gave me for you. I'm going to be uh, speaking out of Luke 5. And it's pretty, I got a little nervous this morning because I thought Pastor was going to preach my sermon. <laughs> I got a little nervous because it's kind of the same, in the same storyline, okay? He was talking about storms, so. In Luke 5, it says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gesezanet and saw two ships standing by the lake, and the fishermen would gone out with them. And they were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down, and he taught the people out of the ship. And when he was speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out, this is Jesus speaking, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a draught. And that word draw just means for a catch, for a catch. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we've told all the night, and we've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I feel your presence in this place. And God, I thank you. For the word that's going to go forward tonight, Lord, that it will change every heart in this room, God, because they have came expecting, Lord, and you're going to deliver. So, Holy Spirit, I ask you to take over my words now and pierce every heart that is in this room. Let every ear hear what the Lord has to say, and let every person in this room walk away with something from you that they can apply to their life in Jesus name. Amen. So that's an interesting 
scripture. But the, the verse I really, all the scripture, it's good, and it's always good to teach us something. But the words that came to me were launch out. Those were the two words. And those are the two words I want you to focus on tonight is launch out. And in those words, God's really speaking something to us here. If we fail to launch out, Solomon could have stayed and not got back. In the, he was probably tired, but he went ahead. He said, at your word, I'm going to do what you said at your word. And they caught a big bunch of fish because he went out into the deep. The Lord told me that there are women in this room that God really wants to take you deeper than where you're at right now. And there's deep things in you, and there's deep wells in you, and there's books. Let me just prophesy for a minute. There's books, there's songs, there's things that are on the inside of you that you've been packing around for a while. And the Lord is saying, just go out to the deep. Just go after it. Just go out after it and launch out. You are never going to reach your destiny in Christ as long as you're staying by the shore. That's not where you're going to get it at. You're going to get it when you launch out. So I, I just want to, I want us to focus on those words, launch out. What are you sitting on? What are you sitting on? What's God's given you? And it doesn't have to be something that's, you know, all that amazing or feel that way to you. But God has called us each one to do something. You're purposed. You're, God has called you to do things that you couldn't do on your own. But at his word, you need to launch out. Now, let me tell you a little bit about me. This is really funny. <laughs> and, and it's probably a little embarrassing, but I'm going to tell it anyway. This person told me pretty recently, you're so encouraging. Like, everything you say all the time is very encouraging. Well, I'm going to confess something to you. I wasn't always that way. I wasn't. About 20 years ago, I was working, and I had a best buddy. She was my best girl, my ride or die. I mean, if I was going, she was going. And we got to work together, and I knew her from high school. So we had known each other a long time. And uh, she went to the gym with me, and she was like my accountability partner. Like, we would always keep each other in check and work out together. One day, we were working out, and I could tell she was acting funny. She was acting a little weird. And I was like, Martha, what's wrong? She's like, I need to tell you something. I was like, okay, go ahead. We just got off the Stairmaster or something. And she said, Tina, I love you so much, but I can't hang out with you anymore. <laughs> I was like, what? And she's like, I can't hang out with you anymore. And I was like, why, Martha? She said, I love you so much, but you are so negative. And when I get with you, I start being negative too. And then I start talking bad about work just like you do. And then we're both talking bad about work. And she said, I had to be put on blood pressure medicine. <laughs> truth. This is the truth. She said, I had to be put on blood. Now, she was young and fit. She was an athlete. She played basketball in college. And she was still an athlete. That's why I went with her. Because she would make me work out when I didn't want to. 
And I'm not going to lie, I was totally crushed. And she waited till we were like at the end of our workout to tell me that. Thank you, Lord. And as I was walking to my car, man, I wasn't mad at her. I really wasn't because I realized how much courage it, it took for her to tell me that, for one. took a lot of courage. And when I got in my car, though, I did cry. And I thought, wow, I really need to change something about me. If one of my best friends saying she can't hang out with me no more, there must be something wrong. And so little by little, that was over 20 years ago, I guess, I've let God work on my heart. And there's things that I just simply don't let pass through my lips. You know, in Proverbs 18, it talks about there's life and death and the power of our tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. And I really grabbed a hold of that. And so I, I am encouraging now. It's really in my heart to be encouraging because it's so the opposite of who I used to be. You know, Debbie Downer, she had nothing on me. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. I, you know, I, if somebody was saying it's going to be sunshiny on Tuesday, well, I'd be like, well, it's going to rain on Monday. You know, seriously, I was, I was really bad, negative. And I, and I learned it at a young age. But I made up in my mind. And when I walked to my car, and I was crying because one of my best friends didn't want to hang out with me anymore. And I said in that car, I heard the voice of the Lord. And he said, I will use your life if you let me. And so I made my mind up that, that wouldn't, I wasn't going to be that way anymore. Now, we're friends now, all these years later, um, but she's probably seen that I've changed. But it took the Holy Spirit to change me. So, yeah, I talk funny. I am encouraging, and I'm going to own that. Because I used to be so negative. Listen, you will have the words that come out of your mouth. You will have them. So I'm careful now with the words that come out of my mouth. And I realize that God wants to take me deeper into a deeper place with him. Well, he can't do it if I'm canceling that out by everything that comes out of my mouth that's negative. So I've changed the way that I think I've changed the way that I speak. And I don't speak things over myself that's not the word of God. And I don't believe it about myself, too. Let me just touch on that a minute, too, since we're girls. There's a, a movement that's happening right now in Hollywood. If you guys keep up with social media, you've probably picked up on it. Like they're encouraging each other now and really lifting each other up and this, that, and the other. Now, what I'm going to say is probably going to shock you. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with the women empowerment movement. Let me explain why. Because we should be focused on Jesus empowerment and not just women. Now, there's some things that I like about it that they have to say about encouraging each other. I mean, you ain't got to beat a girl up because she's probably already doing it to her own self. I like that fact that they're trying to support each other, but this is what I don't like. There's a spirit behind that. That women's lib and all that business, there's a spirit behind it. And once you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you can't come in agreement with that then. But there is a thing that I do like that the church needs to get a hold of, and that's women being kind to women. 
You should not ever step on your sister's back. You should be willing to help her up. So I pray that that part of it will trickle to the church and that the women really rise up and be women and support each other in what we've been called to do. We're all different, and God's made us different, and he's put different callings. I can't sing like sister can sing. Caitlin, where are you, Caitlin? Yes, I can't sing like Caitlin, but there's things about me that I could do that she probably couldn't do. And God has called us each to do that. So I have a word from the Lord for you. And he says, go deeper. Launch out. And do the thing that I've called you to do. And you watch and see if I will not back you up. The Lord will back your words up. He'll back your books up. He'll back your songs up. The things you've been called to do. He's going to back those things up, but you have got to launch out and do it. You know, Pastor was speaking on being afraid and fear this morning. Do it afraid. This is not easy for me. But let me tell you something. I know who my God is, and I know who he's called me to be, and we just have to step into our rightful position, and he will fill our mouths. He'll fill our voices with song. He will do all those things that we that he's promised us that he would do. Now, a, a couple weeks back, Tab, I know you were there. Linda, I think you were there too. We were at a prayer me- meeting. And while we were in this prayer meeting, it was a, a regional thing. This crazy thing happened to me, and I saw a vision while I was standing there, and I had the mic in my hand when it happened. And I saw a book. A book just opened up in front of me. And I'm sharing it with you tonight because it's for you too in this, in this room, everybody in this room. And as I saw this book opening up, I didn't know what kind of book it was, and the Holy Spirit told me what kind of book it was. And he said, it's a book of remembrance. And so I remember saying those words. Listen to me. Women of God, there's a few men in here, men of God, go back to the book. The things you jotted down, the things that God's called you to do, the dreams that you have in your heart. Go back to that and remember because your book's not finished. I saw the book flip, and when the book flipped, I saw pages that were blank. Your book is not written. God is not finished with you. You have many more things to write. You have many more things to accomplish. We are all different ages in here, all of us. And this is not about age. It's about accomplishing what God has set for your life. And so I want to say to you, launch out to the deep. Go for the deep. God's calling you to the deep. And he's got deeper things for you to do and deeper things for you to fulfill. But you have to be willing to launch out. Holy Spirit. I want to say this. To launch out, you've got to leave the shoreline. It's safe there. People love you on the shoreline. It's hard to go to the deep place because oftentimes it's a place we've never been before, and it can be scary and intimidating. But until you take a move to get in that boat and launch out, Simon did it at Jesus' word. He said, at your word, Lord. 
and look at the big harvest that he received. You've got to be willing to go deep. This has been a prayer that I've been praying to here lately, and that is take us deeper, Lord. Take us deeper, Lord, because God's in the deep parts, and he really wants to expose who you are, and in a good way. You know, sometimes we, we put our hair and makeup on and do all that and get ready, but God sees the most innermost part of you what's really you when nobody else is around. And he's pleased. Can I tell you, some of you are just waiting on permission. So let me just give it to you. I give you permission to go ahead and do the things that God's called you to do. There's prayer warriors in this place. There's prophetic people, and you don't even know it. There's prophetic people. God wants to use you in the gifts of prophecy and word of knowledge and and. All of those things. Teachers. There's teachers in this. Teachers of the word. But you've got to recognize your gift and your calling. And then you have to surrender to it. But it all takes, and it's not easy, a first step of launching out. So I want to say to you, launch out. Go to the deep places. Write your book. Sing your songs. Do what God's called you to do. As his children, he has so much more for you than, you're, than you can even put a name to until you recognize it and receive it. Now, I'm going to tell you a silly story because I feel like that there's people in here that also have promises that they've not seen. And sometimes when you've been holding to a promise so long, you get tired because you've packed it forever and you've not seen it happen. But God is faithful, and God will show himself mighty, and he will prove to you that you've not wasted your time. So back to my story. This is going to seem really silly. But when Tara was about 11 or 12 years old, I had a dream. And in the dream, I had two boys. And one's was named Donovan, and the other little boy, his name was Jeremiah. And I seen them, I seen Jeremiah wrestling at a fireplace. It's not the house I even live in now. But I seen he had a football coat on. And then I seen Donovan standing behind my chair. And he was a crumb man. And he was so good looking. He was such a good looking guy. And and I saw Tara there and she had her baby's around her, and her husband was standing up behind her. And I woke up from that dream. Now, mind you, Tara was about 11 years old or 12. And after the dream, I woke up, and I told Eldon, I was like, listen, we're going to have two more kids, and they're going to be boys, and their name's going to be Donovan and Jeremiah. Well, he thought I lost it. He's like, Tina, we're old. <laughs> We were. He said, Tara's about grown. He said, there's no way. And I'm like, listen, I'm telling you, I've had a dream, and it was a God dream. I know the difference, and we're going to have two more boys. And in the dream, God, they said their names, because I'm going to be truthful with you. I, I don't like the name Jeremiah. I probably wouldn't have picked that to name my, my baby. I wouldn't have. But in the dream, that's what we called him. So that's what we named him. 
So what I want to say to you is this. There's promises that you've been given that would be so easy to give up on. But if God can trust you with a promise, then I'm going to tell you something, then he is faithful to deliver it. And my two little boys named Donovan and Jeremiah are sitting at the house right now. But what if I wouldn't have believed that? And I'm going to tell you one more. I was goofy. Listen, I went out, and Tara will tell you, we went baby shopping. I didn't have any babies, but I went baby shopping, and I bought blue stuff. You know, I trusted the Lord. I'm like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna ha- this is going to happen. And there's 15 years between her and Donovan and nearly 20 between her and Jeremiah. I waited that long. But what if I would have gave up during that time and didn't believe that the promise was coming? And during that time, after I had Donovan, and Rachel will remember this, it was probably one of the hardest things I ever went through. And Rachel was there for me, and I could never repay her for that. But I had a miscarriage, and it was in 2009. I had a miscarriage. And this woman of God, man, I listened. She could prophesy up a storm. And um, she was a woman of God, but we were at work, and we were by the copier, and she said, because I, I was goofy. I'm still goofy. I, I am. I just didn't know no better. I would tell people. I was like, yeah, I had this dream. I had two kids. You know, I was just telling them because I didn't know any better. And they're like, okay. So I had told this lady this dream, and she said to me, I'll never forget it. She's like, well, what if that was Jeremiah that I lost? I'm telling you, the Spirit of God rose up in me and probably a little flesh, too, to be truthful. And I said, listen, I saw a boy in a football coat. Now, if my boy ain't going to play football, then why would the Lord show me that? I said, no, that was not Jeremiah. That was not him. I don't know that baby. I don't know why I lost it, but it was not him. So even then, with good intention, sometimes people can talk you out of your good people, godly people. Sometimes they could talk you out of your blessing if you'll let them. So I don't care where the voice comes from. You stand on the wall of your promise because God is faithful to deliver it to you. So I, I want to end, because I told you I'm not long-winded. I'm really not. I want to end with this. I want to end with connecting with what God has for you. You know, there's sometimes that things in our lives that they don't seem like they produce anything because let me just be real. Sometimes we're connecting to stuff that we're not supposed to. God really didn't birth that in us. And so we're frustrated and we don't know why it ain't working. Well, it's probably because it wasn't really what he wanted for you. It just seemed like a good idea. Just like the the sermon I was going to give you today. It seemed like a good idea, but it wasn't what God wanted for you. So I want to say connect with what he's connecting you to in your life, and you won't miss it, and he will back it. Connect with what he's connecting you with in your life. And I want to say this too. Our love is never good enough. I can love you with my love, but when I take on 
the love of Jesus, when I take on the word of Jesus, when I take on the promises of Jesus, that can accomplish much. So start asking God to connect you with his heart, connect you with his love, connect with his promises that he's promised you and only you, that only you can fulfill and do, and watch what the Lord will do. Now I'm going to pray and then I'm going to do an altar call. And I know that this word touched a lot of women in this place because the Lord told me it would be. The dream killers. The people who are, who are walking around with dreams in their life, but they've been squashed somehow or another. God said, dream again. Believe again. What's the sense of belief? What's the sense of being a believer if we're not going to believe? We're going to believe again. Yeah, come on up. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for this word. I thank you, God, for the word to launch out. God, I thank you that it's a word that you're speaking not just over this house or to these women. But as a body of Christ, it is time for us to rise up and take our place and go to the deep things of God, to long for the deep things of God, to get deeper in you, O oh Lord. So God, right now, if there be anyone in this place, Holy Spirit, I ask you to go to their hearts right now and reveal. Let them dream again. Let them go back to their promises again. Let them go back to the remembrance again and open that book and remember what you spoke to them, Lord. God, I ask for every promise that you've ever spoken to them to come to their mind right now. And Lord, we just come before you, Father, in humility, knowing that you're faithful to complete it all. If anything I've said tonight has touched your heart in any way, come, let's come forward. Let's pray. Let's pray one for another. Let the fire of God burn again in your heart. God, I speak to that right now. I speak to that right now. And I say, the things of the mind that squashed the fire in their heart will be silenced, will be torn down and pulled down. Everything in their minds, oh God, that says they can't do it. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I pull it down. Yes. And I say, believe again, burn again. Jesus.